0: exclusively on Zoomer Radio. Well, uh, good morning from the
1: uh, old sous chef of the garden, Franklin
2: Funker.
0: Good morning, my young yeah, friend. No, thank
1: you for emphasizing that part of things. Uh, <laughs> hey, it's a little cloudy out there today. What ah, the but it's happened?
2: going to clear up.
1: Yeah, okay.
2: Sunshine's coming.
1: I trust you.
2: Yes, of course the weather guy, I'm not too sure of.
1: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, good to be here once again with you, Charlie, as yeah. we uh, get started on the garden show, looking for callers. Last time around, I went through a whole diatribe of stuff without Given the phone numbers, that was so funny. let me, yeah, let me get that on the air first. Okay, all right. If you're in the uh, Toronto area, uh, by all means, call this number 416 360 0740. Anywhere else in the province, it's toll free 1 866 740 4740. If you're a first time caller, please let me know, and when you get to the air, you're gonna hear that. That's getting your garden wings. Yeah, that's
2: okay? a very special thing. Not You've just got it. Everybody gets garden wings. You know? And
1: I should mention our little mantra. This folks have been trying to sneak by <laughs> me and uh, get that second call. Trying. Yeah. If uh, when you call, please keep in mind our little mantra: call early, call often, one question per call, and that will be it. Yeah. So what's okay. going on with
2: you? Oh gosh, there's so
1: much going on. Well, Mother's uh, Day tomorrow and everything. Oh, that's right, the mothers. Boy, yeah,
2: I think every day should be Mother's Day myself, but so far my family hasn't bought into that idea. Don't know why. So okay, lots going on in the gardening yeah. world. So I've got announcements coming out of the yin yang. Okay, but I just wanted to repeat that short little story I heard about a coyote family. Oh, this is neat. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Well, it is spring, right? All the animals, like you mentioned, your swans are mm-hmm. nest building. So it's the time of year when all the babies are being born. There is a coyote family that has had a um, litter of pups that live at Fort York, which is not far Just from down here. the street, yeah. yeah. And, and it's quite an extensive um, park and, and obviously the old garrison, etc. And uh, I was listening to a different radio station the other day, and they were talking about how these little, this perfect sunny day and all, the whole litter's out rolling and playing on the lawn, and, and the mom and dad are hanging out keeping an eye, and, oh, you know, the public's mm-hmm. going through. And they were talking to the gardener, the head gardener at Fort York, and said, you know, what do you think about these coyotes? Like, isn't this a bit dangerous? And he was like, no, 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 no. There are coyotes everywhere everywhere in Toronto number one so do not think this is unusual but number two I love them being here and it was why would you love coyotes at Fort York and he said because they are keeping un- the population of animals that eat the garden under control oh so he said I want them to stay like I'm really happy like obviously the pups will grow up and move on yeah. but he wants the mom and dad to, to stay and keep that as their home because he said they're doing a very good job so
1: it's sort of their sheriff's of the Fort I York. guess yeah. I
2: guess but it's also reminiscent, uh, we had a, one of our listeners email me and he lives outside Chicago and he was commenting on how important it is to support the stray cat population and the feral cat population particularly in the urban environment because they can keep the rat population under well, there control. There you go, yeah. And you've heard some stories about the rat population in urban Toronto recently, mm-hmm. I think. So, you know, yeah, you got to recognize that, right? Circle of life. Balance, yeah, huh? don't, don't think yeah. we can control everything. Though we try. Um, okay, so lots going on. Let me quickly go through what's uh, happening today. Uh, Remember, starting off, Stoke Seeds does still have that 20% discount on all their in-stock seeds, and that's only until May 19th. If you can get into 296 Collier Road South in Thorold, take advantage of that. The Innisfil Garden Club, okay, this is all happening today. The Innisfil Garden Club is holding their spring flower show and tea at the Churchill Courthouse, which is 6322 Young Street. From noon until 1.30, cost is $7. Also today, the Markham Garden and Horticultural Society is holding a fundraising plant sale from 8.30 a.m. to 12.00 noon. Markham Village Community Centre in the parking lot, which is 6041 Highway 7 East at Highway 48. Also today, the Etobicoke Horticultural Society is having their annual plant sale from 9 a.m. to 12 noon in the parking lot of Plast Hukulik Centre, 516 the Kingsway, free advice and admission. And also going on today, the Agent Court Garden Club is meeting from 9 a.m. to 12 noon with with an annual spring plant sale. They're at the Knox United Christian Education Centre, 2575 Midland at Shepherd in Toronto in the parking lot. Lots of stuff going on in the parking oh. lots. And it's too, all this stuff these plant sales all morning and of course as you point out it's kind of gray and not very nice and it's going to get sunny too bad they didn't swap that around. <laughs> Let's do the plant sales in the <clears> afternoon. <throat> uh, as you know you and I love to go for breakfast at yes. High Park. But of course, we're not going to High Park right now because Wouldn't find a spot. You couldn't Uh-oh. get in there if you tried. It's you know jam jam packed because of all the cherry blossoms blooming. Well, you know maybe we should consider a different location like the Royal Botanical Gardens because the spring blooms are knocking your socks off this weekend oh, really? at RBG, just in time for Mother's Day. Uh, they've got of course cherries, magnolias, dogwoods. They have mm-hmm. amazing dogwoods there in bloom. Mm-hmm. Wildflower walks, discover pomegranates. And there's back to nature hiking going on, so lots going on there.
1: Well, if you can guarantee to get me back on, on time by 1.30 <laughs> to hit the airwaves again, well, uh, you're right. We and might I
2: consider that. Do have a client appointment at one, <laughs> oh, so might not well. be able to fit that in. Uh, and I've got some breaking news about the Toronto Botanical Gardens, but we'll save that for later.
1: Okay, we're going to take a little break here because we have well uh, oh, several folks lined up on the phone lines right now, including <laughs> the first call we'll get to Annie in Etobicoke, a first time caller. We're going to get
0: that bell out and start ringing for you, Annie. <laughs> Stay tuned here to Zoomer Radio. Fur and feathers and bugs of all size. There's more going on in the garden than you realize. Should small creatures become a big problem, then you've got The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Exclusively on Zoomer Radio. Well, Charlie, here I go. Uh, <laughs> I love them. the way you say that. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Yes? before you ring the bell, oh, I just okay.
2: your voice just reminded me of something. Big congratulations, silver oh. winner of what's that? Uh, Big Ward. award, Crystal Award.
1: I am so honored, and it was. So, well, you well, are Larry so talented. McGinnis, yeah, well, bless your heart. But Larry McGinnis, the writer and creator of that spot that I uh, read, uh, and uh, Kelly uh, in our production department, yes. just super people to work with, and oh boy! But thank you. I, yeah, I really appreciate
2: that. No, yeah, I just that. saw your voice reminded me of that because <laughs> it's your voice on the commercial, yep, it and is. it won. A, that's a that's a national award. Yeah, I that's didn't
1: realize thing. it went right across the country, but it did. Very cool. So anyway, th- yeah, thank you very much. Um, yeah, okay. Let me re-grab that bell now. <laughs> hey, that's for Annie in Etobicoke. Welcome, first time caller.
3: Hi. Good morning. I feel like Tinkerbell. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yes, as you should. <laughs>
3: <laughs> um, hi. Um, okay, I'm very confused. I I had it down pat. My uh, fertilizing uh, my plants, mm-hmm. you know, because they had. I picked the red one, which was twenty twenty twenty, the red lidded one, mm-hmm. and the pink one for the flowering plants. Mm-hmm. But they changed all these formulations, and now there's one, the so-called red, but it's a different. It's not twenty twenty. It says for tomatoes. Um. So so, and they've all changed them. So I'm very confused <laughs> because. It was so straightforward for me, you know, <laughs> for years all my green and plants years. and my tomatoes, I used 20, 20, 20, oh, okay. great, you know, in container gardening, I had beautiful herbs, lettuce, tomatoes, peppers, mm-hmm. and um, now I don't know what to do, mm-hmm. and, and the same thing, you know, like, I, I just, why did they do this, and <sighs> what do I do, is there, you know, do I have to go Specifically just for
2: tomatoes. No, that's what I was going to say is don't do that. Um, what I would do, so it sounds like you're using a product called Plant Products, yeah. Plant Prod, uh, which is blue, water soluble. We you know, measure out our appropriate amount into the water and can and mix it up and water. Yeah. Now, the, t- the important things, uh, two things I want to share with you an all purpose fertilizer like a 20 20 20 or a 10 10 10 or a 7 7 7 are all exactly the same. All right, just keep that in mind. They're balanced fertilizers. Right. They're they're wonderful fertilizers as for for all-purpose purposes as they say on it. So you can feed any plant with an all-purpose fertilizer as per directions and not go wrong. The one thing that we or the one time we will have a second fertilizer on our shelf would be when we're growing what we are flowering plants. So plants that flower that are for ornamental purposes like petunias and geraniums Or even plants like tomatoes that flower to ultimately produce the fruit that we're really growing them for. Mm -hmm. So to encourage flowering on some of our plants, then to have a fertilizer on the shelf that is a flowering plant fertilizer, it'll typically have a, the middle number will be slightly higher than the first number and the last number. Might be a fifteen thirty fifteen or it might be something like that. And it'll say right on it, you know, to encourage flowering or a flowering plant fertilizer, use that on your flowers, including your tomatoes and any your, your zucchinis, your squashes. But going back to lettuce, for example, we don't want flowers on our lettuce. We want leaves. Right. So all-purpose. Stick uh-huh. with the all-purpose unless you're encouraging flowers. There you go. Yes,
3: yeah, but I think some of the... It wasn't just plant prod. I think some of the other companies changed it, too.
2: Well, you know what? In a, in a fertilizer company's best world, you would have tomato food, clematis food, Lawn food, African violet food, yeah. rhododendron food, you know, da, da 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 all on your shelf. Like, that's what they want. Yeah, they, they would wa- love that. Yeah, they want you to have a store in your garage and have a different fertilizer for every quadrant of your garden. That's their best case scenario. And you can do that. I mean, sometimes people do because they, they just get a comfort level from, from doing that. But you don't have to do that. Yeah. You can keep it simpler. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs>
3: Which is what I've done up to now. That's yeah. why I'm just... Sort of upset that
2: this year they changed it. Yeah, well they they, they were on to you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they they want you out there shopping. Uh, <laughs> okay,
1: <laughs> grab your purse and run run to the nearest garden center. I hope I that helps
2: <laughs> Annie. <Andy. laughs> <Yeah>. Thanks, Annie. <laughs> Thanks.
1: <laughs> Don't be a stranger. Doors always open here at the garden show. <laughs> as we broadcast live and direct from the Zoomerplex in Liberty Village. Hey, look at there's Gloria online, maybe just around the corner here in Toronto. Yep. Go ahead, Gloria.
4: Hi. Good morning, Charlie and Frank. I've called before, and I really enjoy your show. Thank you. I don't want to bore you, but um, I put that formula together for the slug. Oh, yeah. And I put it around. That was fine. A couple of worms didn't like it.
2: They ran for the hills. They ran for the hills.
4: (laughs) I have also zinnias. Can you put this formula around your flowers as well?
2: Ah, uh, you could. I probably would try and not spray. Like zinnias, for example, are um, growing. Did you, you've planted them out now?
4: Uh no. The zinnias I've got them started under lights. Right. I have to start them from seed. Right. But um, uh, I I put out quite a few zinnias. That would be around June.
2: Okay, so uh, in the area where you're going to plant the zinnias, you could put the spray just onto the soil surface now. Yeah. Not a problem.
4: Okay, just a. Uh, just on the soil, and don't put it what, when the flowers are, are are in the ground.
2: I wouldn't, because when you spray directly onto the green growth, particularly tender green growth of the, the annual flowers, you're going to find that it's quite stressful on the plants.
4: Well, even the uh, the um, hosta... Uh, the, the, they've come up now. Mm-hmm. I was a little late putting it on the soil, mm-hmm. but uh, they came up, but I still put it around. The, yeah. uh, uh, that won't damage the hosta, will no, it?
2: No, because when we get there early enough, like you did, the, the hostas are just little tiny points, little noses sticking up out of the, out of the soil, and uh-huh. you're really concentrating your spray onto the soil around the hostas and not saturating right on top of the hostas.
4: Can I continue this uh, right through the summer? <laughs> yes, you formula? should,
2: actually. If you if it's quite a shady area where, where the hostas... Are and we get a lot of rain. That's uh-huh. the best way to really keep your hostas. Just lift the leaves up, you know, with your one hand and spritz the soil under beneath the leaves uh-huh. and work your way around the plants. If oh. a little overspray hits the plants, it'll be fine because okay. uh, they're pretty tough plants. But, right. uh, but you want to try and keep that soil as, as slug free as you can.
4: Yes, I'm going to do that throughout the summer then, because I have a lot. I used to pick them off the leaves. <laughs> yuck! Uh, my head. I hate
2: slugs. They're so yeah.
4: slimy. Ooh. Ooh. No, I, I'm a real gardener. I put my hand. I get pick them up. Put put them in uh, salt and water. Oh, well, nice! Yeah, I love you.
2: that. I love watching them <laughs> shrivel. <Yeah>.
1: Killer koalishie <laughs> <you> over here. <laughs> Thanks, Gloria.
4: Thank you very much. All Thanks the best. For Thanks for
1: joining us on this uh, Saturday morning, uh, and we have to take a little break here. We'll be going out to. A, our old friend Josephine and Pickering, ah. in Pickering. Just a couple of moments here on The Garden Show from Zoomer Radio.
5: Daffodils and daisies, bluebells and begonias,
6: for Scythia and foxgloves, marigolds, magnolia, lavender and lupins, dahlias, delphiniums, stalks, fox, hollyhocks,
2: tulips, and sweet
0: williams. You've picked the right place for everything floral. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. Well,
1: Charlie, let's welcome our old friend from Pickering to the line. There's Josephine. Good morning, Josephine.
6: Good morning, Frank and Charlie. How Good. are you?
2: Excellent. How are you?
6: I'm not too bad. Good. I've Got a question for you. Sure. My daughters two weeks ago for my birthday bought me a beautiful azalea plant. Mm-hmm. Now it's three. It's three plants mm-hmm. that are woven. Oh, beautiful! It's in full bloom now. Okay, you sure it's an azalea? It is an azalea. Okay. okay. And the darn thing is in full bloom. Mm-hmm. And do you think. I've never had luck with azaleas before. Oh. I don't know what to do with the darn thing after it's finished blooming.
2: Oh, you can keep it blooming. I can keep it blooming? Absolutely. Have you got a sunny windowsill or a sunny spot in the in the home to. Yes, set I face
6: south and it's right in the front room. Okay.
2: So. What I do with azaleas is I keep them in a very bright, sunny spot. Now, as we get into real s- summer, you can move that plant a- away from the window a bit if you want. It doesn't, it's super important in the winter that they're right in that southern window, but, you know, summer a little bit less is okay. Well, yeah. I have bl- vertical blinds up, so uh, I can yeah. regulate the light. Okay. Now, the, the main thing is azaleas must never be allowed to dry out. Which, keep them wet. Yeah, well, it doesn't mean it's wet. Not totally wet. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want the pot sitting in a saucer full of water all the time. No. But you do want consistent moisture because if that plant starts to dry down too much the first thing that happens is all the flowers drop off. It goes into shock. Exactly, because it's going to keep the, the buds and leaves will stay there, but the whole thing will you know, go limp on you. All the flowers will drop. So trick is uh, feel the surface of the soil every single day. And when it starts to feel a little bit on the dry side, it'll still be spongy, but it'll have a bit of a dry feel on the surface. Right. Time to water. Tapid room-temperature water. Water thoroughly enough that the water drains through into that saucer below. Uh, and, you know, if obviously if it the, sits there for 10 or 15 minutes and there's still water in the saucer, good idea to dump that out. Turn the plant in the window 180 degrees every couple of days. Right. Keep it as balanced as you can. And, and give it the attention it needs when it comes to the, the flowers moving on. You, it will constantly be finishing blooming and opening new blooms. So pick off the, the crispy little dried up petals, which, right. which will happen as the as the flowers are, are finished blooming. So just keep it clean and tidy. Admire it. <laughs> um, this, if any leaves do drop onto the surface of the soil, keep that clean as well. Just practice good garden hygiene when it comes to this plant, and you'll find it will give back to you uh, for months and months and months.
6: It's a beautiful plant. When I saw it, the kids said, Don't you like it? And I said, I love it.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: is it different colors? I, but
6: I never have any luck with them. Okay, But are? Is it different colors? Azalea? alien? No, it's uh, it's that uh, bright pink. Oh, okay. So it looks like a huge bouquet.
2: Yeah, I bet that it's was lovely. not inexpensive. I'll tell you. So don't kill it. No, I don't want to kill it. <laughs> that would kill me then. Yeah. and the uh, and the only other thing is. Once a month, if you have on hand or you want to purchase some fertilizer, we were talking about fertilizers and all the specialty fertilizers out there, azalea, similar, is a rhododendron, actually. Right. So if you have on your shelf uh, some rhododendron food or you have any other need for fertilizer for... Acid-loving plants, which is what rhododendrons and blueberries and magnolias and hydrangeas, they're all a certain kind of plant that love that that fertilizer with sulfur in it, which will keep the pH down nice and low. Not a bad idea to use that once a month on your azalea as well. That'll that'll keep the the buds forming for you. So my hydrangea food will uh, suffice. Probably take a look at the hydrangea food, see if it if it uh, says anything about azaleas or rhododendrons for sure. Okay,
6: okay. Thank you very much. Thanks, Thanks for calling. Calling. Good weekend. Good yeah, luck. Thank you very I much.
2: I expect to hear from you in one month, and I want an update. Oh. I, I hope it
6: <laughs> lasts that long. Uh, I'm well, trying. It's right. two weeks now. Oh, good. There good you go. You.
1: <laughs> okay. Uh, if we were driving, Charlie, yes. uh, I'd get you the QEW. Then we'd hang a Ralph, or we'd go right <laughs> and continue <laughs> continue along the QEW right to Beamsville. And oh, there we'd I find Maureen, yeah. who's on the line right now. Hi, Maureen. Good morning.
7: Good morning to both of you. Good Okay, I'll make this very quick. First of all, Charlie, I'm in a semi-detached. Mm-hmm. So, can you hear me? Yeah. Okay, so my east side of my house is attached. Right. So therefore, I never have any shade. Right. All right. So every year, I buy hanging uh, potted plants, you know, the hanging baskets. Yeah. Uh they dry out so quickly. Mm-hmm. I have so much sun and I'm constantly watering them. Mm-hmm. I have two I just purchased two large ones which also have geraniums in them. Mm-hmm. Can I take the whole thing out of the out mm-hmm. of the pot, mm-hmm. put it in my garden which has triple mix and stuff like that mm-hmm. and
2: plant it in the ground. Sure. Yeah, you can. I think what you'll find, uh, particularly since it's quite, still fairly early in the season, yes. if you take the, the hangers off the hanging basket yes. and then you turn it on its side or carefully turn it sort of so the plants come out of the pot, you'll probably find that the plants may even separate out into separate plants. Uh, they may have been in that pot long enough that the roots are all entwined. Either way, absolutely, that's a very quick and dirty way to fill a garden if you've got big areas to fill, is plant. 10-inch hanging basket plants oh, okay. into your garden. Oh, okay. I was garden.
7: afraid that they maybe wouldn't survive because they weren't all crunched together.
2: Uh, well, in the sea, when they're in the ground, the roots can oh, go anywhere. So
7: right, So it's right. a far okay, easier so place. Okay, so if I wait now, because it's still a little early in May, keep yeah, yeah. them in the baskets, mm-hmm. and then once I figure the frost is over, yep. then put them in the ground? Yep, just
2: prepare. Perfect. Yeah, Perfect. Just make sure the soil is well prepared. Make sure right. you've got some compost, uh, whatever kind of good uh, organic amendments with your triple mix. And for sure, plant in at the same level that they're growing now and then water in and enjoy. Right. Perfect. Okay. Thank you very much. Thanks for calling.
1: Okay. Thanks for the call, Maureen. And you are listening I to... I wonder if Maureen
2: was a first-time Church. caller. I don't oh, remember ever her uh, calling no, before. No, I don't. Well, you never there. know. We, Give a
1: call again, Ma- we, Maureen. We
2: have been on the air for 10 years, so it is... Th- that's coming up, possi- what, in July? I know. Our anniversary? It's possible.
1: Yeah. And you yeah. know they're going to present us with a wonderful oh. award. <laughs> 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 oh. <laughs> oh, okay, now don't fall off your Sorry, chair. Stop that. My chair
2: just rolled away from the mic <laughs> from there. No, no, I was just going to say, look, like if we didn't remember every caller, that's probably reasonable, right? That's, that's oh, true, too. Oh, okay. yeah.
1: Oh, uh, <laughs> no, and quickly, because I don't want to be uh, accused of being a hoggy sort of guy, um, our, the Crystal Awards last Monday, the uh, guys and uh, gals from uh, uh, our, sister, our sister station, 96.3 FM Classical, uh, Paul Thomas and the gang, congratulations, they won a gold crystal award so all the best to you guys there you are no
2: i think you're more special well okay (laughs) and
1: in the new market welcome to the show
7: oh hi good morning charlie and uh, frank Uh, happy mother's day charlie thank you very much um frank i this question's for you yeah perfect (laughs) okay last week you were talking to a man that um a gentleman that was talking about geraniums that uh, bloom in the shade and they they plant Another plant, kind of with it, helps the mosquitoes. I was just
2: wondering, did you get in touch with him and the mystery plant? Remember, yes, it all started with it. the mystery plant, and then yeah, we just I- decided that it was likely a form of perennial geranium. And you were gonna follow up? Yeah, I don't.
1: I don't remember getting that phone number.
2: Uh, yeah, because from remember you said stay on the line. Yeah, maybe Sebastian's still got oh, it. Oh, he's be. on the phone right now. Oh, okay. Uh, okay, we'll
1: have to. Gee, thanks back for uh, on ticking that. my memory there, which <laughs> fails me considerably more. <laughs> well,
2: I'm interested
7: more. in him too. That's why I was just thinking this guy could make a. A little bit of money on the side with
2: all these mystery <laughs> yeah. plants. Yeah, so the leaves look like a geranium, fuchsia colored flowers in the spring, grows mm-hmm. in the shade, and it's an excellent plant for mosquito control. You're right. And it's evergreen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. So um, Philip and Markham was able to provide a little more information on that. And yes, indeed, Frank's going to get a hold of some because he's got lots of good shady spots. That's
1: right. Yeah. That. It's all coming back to me now.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, you've just been so busy on the award circuit, oh, I and you know. know the paparazzi have been probably slowing <laughs> you down. And I just, I can understand why you haven't had time to think about plants. Oh, you really. see what
1: I go through here. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you,
2: it's all fun. It is. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> well, thank you very much, and well, let me follow up yes, on that. See if we can. Get- can't get that gentleman. Frank's at all. going to report back yeah. on that. Okay, and I'll, I'll keep sure. in
7: touch, and I listen to your show all the time. Thank oh, you very much. I love you guys.
1: Hey, thank you, thank, thank you lovely. so much. Okay, uh, golly, <sighs> the, oh yeah, we still got time for another call before our next break. Uh, okay. Out to Alvinston, there's Diane. Good morning, Diane.
6: Good morning, good morning. I have a, good morning, I have a question for my lawn. I want to put overseed. I want to fertilize, and I want to weed spray, and I have farmer's weed spray that I'm going to be using. What order do I do those in?
2: Okay, so the farmer's weed spray, I wonder what that is. It's not
6: Roundup. MCPA. No, it's not Roundup. I know what to do with
2: Roundup. MCPA. Um, Okay. So, what order? Hmm. Personally, I would be overseeding today... So, okay. And of course, when you overseed, remember, you that's where we kind of broadcast the seed onto an existing yep. lawn to thicken it up. Yep. In order for those seeds to have the best chance of survival and germination, you've got to get those seeds down in contact with the soil. So after you overseed, make sure you do some raking to, to, to sort of shake up the existing grass and cause the seeds to drop down to soil level.
6: Can, I laugh at you because I have three acres of lawn. I, I
2: knew, I'm not raking. I, know, I knew you were going to say that. I knew this was going to be some huge property. But still, I'm just saying, for anybody else who can rake after overseeding, they should do so. Um, or tra- ID them- I, I de- that. This year, so okay, open good it up a little bit that will help. So, yeah, right after dethatching is the time to get the, the over the seed on. So, do that okay. Two weeks later, uh, you're now in a situation where the seeds should have germinated, weather permitting. Now, mm-hmm. you're you're in a situation where to use as per directions your weed spray is appropriate. And okay, at, to, you're in Alvinston, yeah, because the, the dandelions have just started to bloom here in the GTA area, yes, yep, yep. So, there's that fine line on. The you know they'll be going to seed again, weather permitting, within the next seven, eight, nine days. So, oh yay! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you're going to want to get the weed spray on as soon as possible. So kind of, but you don't want to you want to avoid spraying while you're trying to get those seeds to germinate. So it's where I go right. seeds first, weed spray, and shortly after the weed spray, or you know next day kind of thing, you can go in there with the fertilizer, the spring fertilizer. Okay. okay.
6: Sounds good. All right. Great, Please. Diane. Thank, like you very much.
1: Thank you Thanks for joining okay. us on this uh, Saturday. A little cloudy right now, but we're promised sunshine a little bit later on. Um, we're just approaching our next little break here. Uh, so I better remind you of the phone numbers, because we do have now, as we say goodbye to Diane, a couple of lines open, 416-360-0740 here in Toronto. Anywhere in the province, it's toll-free, my friends, 1-866-740-4740, And Charlie and I shall return to the airwaves momentarily.
0: Don't change stations just because the weather changes. Garden tips and advice all year round. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. Well, Charlie, we're going international now. Let's. Wait,
1: wait, are hmm? we? I think we're going to Woodstock first. Are we going to Woodstock first? Yeah. Well, alrighty, Tom, hello there. (laughs) Hi, Tom.
5: Good morning. Morning. How are you doing, Charlie and Frank? Excellent. Excellent. Thank you. Good. Uh, A few weeks ago, Charlie gave out a recipe for killing slug eggs near your
2: hostas. Slug control. And
5: uh, I didn't get it written down, (laughs) and I forgot what it was.
2: Okay, it's pretty easy. All it is is uh, proportionally, it's a 10 to 1 proportion, 10 parts water to 1 part ammonia. Okay. And sometimes you will see it, if you search it on the web, different proportions all the way down to 8 to 1 or even 7 to 1. But I think 10 to 1 is the, the safest proportion to use. It's that simple. Um, okay. Often people will put also a, a, a tablespoon of soap in there just to help it sort of stick. But otherwise, it's a, it's a very simple spray it on the soil, and the poor little slugs will not like it. And they can't move fast enough to get, a, get away from it.
5: Okay, you spray that around the hostas, yeah, not on it.
2: That's right. Because at this point, we don't have slugs on our hostas. We have slug nests that the eggs are hatching in the soil, right just below soil level, typically around the hostas because that's where the eggs tend to get laid. And last year, kind of was the year of the slug. So yes, we've got we we've got lots of potential nests that are hatching as we speak. So this is just a way to lower the population before it gets going and chewing all our hostas again.
5: Right. Okay. And I've been saving my eggshells and crushing them good. for putting around after. Yeah, that's a good idea. It helps. <laughs>
1: Lacerate those little devils. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Thank you their, very much. Their, their, hey, their thanks, Tom. Have a wonderful fluids. day. You bet. <laughs> Thank uh, you. Woodstock you always comes to mind for me when I think about one of the craziest promotions I ever did mm. was with the Irish Rovers. Not the singers, but oh. this group, a social group in London, Ontario. Uh. They sponsored a walk from London to Woodstock. Oh. I foolishly got involved. Oh, my God. And I darn you killed myself walking that's a bit of a myself. walk 14 16 kilo- miles. Oh, oh my feet were killing me the next day <laughs> i could hardly <laughs> you were move. being a rover oh yeah <laughs> some, bring up some fond memories there woodstock gosh well now, now let's uh now we go international here charlie all right a little bit south of buffalo there's barbara good morning and welcome to the show barbara
2: no, I'm the lady who called about the geranium citronella. Right. And, Last yeah, week? Two, two calls back. Someone called about it, and someone told me that someone was on about
4: it. Oh. Did you did you get any answers about that? Well,
2: what we did find out last week towards the end of the show is that there is a gentleman here in our neighborhood, in, in Markham, actually, just outside Toronto, who has that same plant that you have. Yeah. And uh, he said the same things that you said, which all the great things that this plant brings yeah, to his right. garden. And Frank got all excited and said, I, I'd like to drop by and get a piece of that plant if I could. And he said, sure, no problem. And then there, we lost him along the way. And Frank doesn't know where chap, to go anyway. to follow up on that. So if he's listening, yeah, yeah hopefully please. that was Philip yeah. and Markham, and of course we would say the same to you as we could swing by your place, but we <laughs> couldn't bring the plants across the border. So. Why? Why? Why can't we? Can't we do something to get a get around that? An application or something? Oh yeah, yeah, it's huge, have, boy. Yeah. It's what? huge. You got to jump through a lot of hoops to get. Um, oh the, my god! I, yeah, I, to, it, I, it's for a reason I, though. We, the plant soil is not brought across borders until it's been heavily inspected. I, yeah,
7: you, you can't imagine. How much of this I have?
2: <laughs> I know I can oh imagine. <laughs> and I'm
7: pulling, and I'm pulling
2: it out, and I hate to throw it out, you know, oh but God, it's going yeah. everywhere. I so bet. I, yeah. Huh. So you still? I still will send you a picture of this. Idea. Yeah, please, please do. do. Yeah, mm. I
1: look forward to that. I'd, I'd love to come down and uh, and collect some, but I don't want to wind up in the go You know. What I mean? yeah, <laughs> yeah, <true. laughs> okay. Hey, Barbara, <laughs> okay. thanks for calling us.
2: Okay. Take care. Bye-bye. Appreciate Bye-bye. it. You bet. So you'd end up on some no-fly I, list or something, right. oh, all because yeah. you were, you know, See, trying to bring plants, do some illegal activities, <laughs> and then you'd never be allowed to go to Florida <laughs> that's, again. That's right. And that or Vegas and all those places. New oh, York. I, yeah, of course. You know, you yeah, our Rover, bandits. after all.
1: <laughs> all righty, off to Hamilton. Uh, whether it's near the mountain or not, we'll find out. Uh, there's Sally. Good morning, Sally. Welcome to the show.
6: Good morning. It is the mountain.
2: Nice. Uh-huh. <laughs> Hi there.
6: And you know what? You've answered my question uh, two calls ago about the slugs. Oh yeah. And uh, I want to know, like, uh, how often do you do this? How
2: often do you spray? Well, if you spray thoroughly today, as an example, then you don't need to spray again. Until there's been a rain So it's oh, Remember rain Will dilute And neutralize Whatever you've put Onto the garden In the way of A preventative control Right So, so we typically Always reapply Once things dry down right. After a rain
6: Great Okay Well that's wonderful Thank you very much You're very welcome. And mom. love your program And have a wonderful Mother's Day
1: Thank, thank you, oh, God, you thank God bless Bye bye Thank you And all, all on behalf Of all the moms Listening in Yeah Including your mom Dolly Yeah
2: My mom's not listening in I don't think though. Hey I don't think my mom's listening in, oh, but yes, she... she is. She is my mom. I'm going to go see her tomorrow.
1: Very good. Okay. <laughs> take some flowers or whatever. Uh, no, I think no? I'll
2: just take her. She wants champagne. She's got oh. champagne on the brain. <laughs> <laughs> my mother, like, what can like, I say?
1: Like daughter, like mother. Yeah. <laughs> get that old wine bag out <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. I'll,
2: I'll share my, get another straw for my wine bag. <laughs>
1: well, let's see. Here's, here's somebody from uh, my hometown. And my new daughter, Tasha, hails from London, too. Uh-huh. Joe in London. Good morning, Joe. Good morning. Morning.
8: You know, I got a uh, problem with uh, buttercups. Oh yeah. Those yellow buttercups. Mm-hmm. They're I for, for year for for the last five six years I've been digging them up, throwing them, reseeding. Every anyway, this year it's been a pain in the butt. But uh. I've really got a whole slew of them. How do I get rid of them?
2: Hmm. <laughs>
8: So they're in the lawn, I assume. Oh, yeah, in the lawn, all over the lawn. They look nice. They're nice, pretty yellow. But I I think they affect the grass. I think they they leave it uh, sort of... uh, a bald patch when they Mm. when they die
2: well there's many plants that do that like violets are a good example they're just so pushy and vigorous and invasive they fill that they're green and they get flowers Mm, but they
8: kill the lawn around them exactly that's That's why I was trying to get rid of them so Um, 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 I thought maybe uh, lawnmower at the time. But yeah, but the
2: thing is it won't kill the plant. It's only going to take the top it, Yeah, off.
8: Yeah, they've got them little bulbs on the bottom.
2: I wonder if you could try... See, this... There are herbicides that are vinegar based. Oh, okay. And the vinegar based herbicides do work quite effectively early in the season when the plants are young and the leaves are soft and tender. Yes. But it would be a very, you'd have to be very careful. You'd have to selectively spray yeah. the buttercups and try and avoid spraying the grass just because exactly. it would also kill yeah. the grass. Yeah. Um, it's tough. We don't have the same sort of. Uh, Herbicides that we used to have to kill broadleafed plants growing in our lawns. Uh You know, we used to have 24D and all these things that we could use that would be quite effective. So Mm. it's really it's a dig and digging, including every bit of (laughs) roots.
8: Keep digging, you mean? Yeah, Yeah.
2: keep digging. Um, Solarizing is where we kill everything and then you start fresh. But you know, do you want to put black tarpaulins out on your lawn? I mean, that's
8: I got quite a big lawn, so big extreme movement there.
2: Yeah, yeah. Let me think if I can come up with anything. Else, uh, and I will report back. But generally speaking, that that is the issue. It's really just it's a digging. Maybe you digging can find. Maybe yeah. you need to find a good recipe and then put it out on the internet. That you've got a great crop and people will come and dig <laughs> them up for you, right?
8: <laughs> it you would know, be nice. Yeah.
2: You need something like that because uh-huh. that's uh, you're right. It's really challenging when we have things invade our lawns.
8: Yeah. Um. Uh, I just have to
2: do what I do the best I can. That you've exactly. been doing by the sounds of two. Well, keep too. in touch, Joe, and see if I you've come indeed. up with an answer yeah. for us. Let Appreciate us it. All righty. Thank, thank you. much. Thanks for Alrighty. calling. All have righty. A, have a great
1: Bye. weekend. And thank you for listening here to The Garden Show from Zoomer Radio. And uh, we're going to take a little bit of a break, coming back to say hi to Rob in Scarborough, The Garden Show from Zoomer Radio.
0: Fur and feathers and bugs of all size. There's more going on in the garden than you realize. Should small creatures become a big problem, then you've got The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin exclusively on Zuma Radio. And uh, Charlie and the rest
1: of our listeners, too. Happy little news here. Uh, Philip, bless your heart for giving us a call. Uh, I've got the phone number of the gentleman with that unusual plant that uh, I'll be calling after the show and report
2: on next week. Right, because you're going to try and visit I him am, and see if you I can get a gonna... chunk of that plant and <laughs> yes. take pictures. Exactly. Do a whole journal. I be mean, hey, a good blog, actually. Hey, you, could... you actually would be,
1: yes. And you do You're blog, right. don't
2: you? And well, yeah, and sometimes... I'm starting to
1: learn to play, uh, Facebook. I am not a, a great guy on social media, but I'm going to learn. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> They'll drag me kicking and screaming <laughs> to the 21st century. Well, hey, Rob in Scarborough, thank you for being so patient there. Good morning.
5: good morning. 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 I'm attempting to amend my soil. I've tried different things. First, I tried the, uh, the uh, topsoil, and uh, I've got a great crop of weeds, and so then I went <laughs> to the triple do. mix, and uh, of course, after a year, your manure and your peat moss is gone, and you're left still with weeds, so I was thinking of uh, just trying the peat moss and the, and the um, manure, but it, it, the stuff in the bag, I tried too, and it, it seems to be so wet, and when it dries, it's just like a powder, but I'm trying to figure out you, from the nurseries, you can buy the, the raw manure, but how do you grind it up or get it into workable proportions?
2: So you're able to get some composted manure from a farm, you mean? Yeah,
5: like just the, the raw manure, you know, I mean, it's been sitting yeah. for a while because it has to definitely want mellow to out, right? Definitely <laughs> well. Yeah.
2: Well, and it dries out when it sits as well. Yeah, but that's you, your point. It, it, it's, it's like it's
5: hockey. strong bugs. when you can't use it when it's fresh.
2: Right? No, that's right. Hmm, grinders. I mean, that's what the, the soil people would run, the manure, uh, topsoil, bark, all kinds of things through grinders, believe it or not, mm. to do that mixing and chopping just to get it down to not a fine dust particle size, but you do want it, obviously, down to a Smaller particle size than large chunks. So, how would you do that without um, like a mechanized grinder? A
5: sledgehammer, I guess, and just keep banging it to break it up. (laughs) Yeah, but the thing,
2: yeah, the problem with sledgehammer, it's going to really squish. Like you don't. It is important to keep those particles with air between them. Like you, you almost don't want to. You don't want to squish. You want to break. Um, Hmm. Yeah, you need like a something like a beater or something to just break it up, like a, hmm, just trying to think here. What could you What mm. could you use that would be a, an all-purpose tool in the home? Well, maybe somebody who's listening will have a suggestion on this.
5: Okay. Yeah, you can buy it in a bag from the store, you know, like sheep manure and That's cow manure, right. but it's sort of a almost like a paste. It's a lot of water for weight, I guess, but it dries out, and there's just nothing to it.
2: Well, the composted manure, it depends. Okay, it is interesting how these things are made. I mean, they're made in very large quantities. There's mountains of manure in the different facilities that will end up bagging these Mm -hmm. manures and topsoils and triple mixes, and they turn with machines every now and then, and they water, etc., just to make the decomposition happen to a certain point and then they start bagging it. Composted manure should not be slimy when you open it, though I have seen it super wet sometimes. But mixing it into your existing soil... It will always be a bit sticky when it gets wet, because that's what manure is. That's why we don't typically spread it on the lawn, because it can be a bit on the sticky side. But to mix it into our existing garden soil should be fine. Uh, And even just mixing the top, you know, inch or so, you don't have to mix down deep or anything, because the worms will mix the rest for you. Um, And that's obviously the easiest way to go, but it's a fairly expensive way to go to buy the bags.
5: Okay, great. you got time for a quick little joke, and old Frank likes it. Oh, absolutely.
1: (laughs) Slide one in on me. (laughs)
5: Okay, this guy was driving down the, I'll make it fast, he was driving down the highway and he ran over this rabbit and he flattened it and he became so distressed, he pulled over to the side of the road and he got out of his car and he began to cry. So a woman coming in the opposite direction in a car, she noticed the guy over the side of the road and he was upset, so she pulled over to see if she could comfort him and find out what's wrong. So he approached him and she said, what happened? He said, well, I was driving down the road and I ran over this rabbit and I flattened him and he said, I'm very upset about it. She said, just a minute. So she went over to her car and she got this can of spray. Sprayed it on the rabbit. Lo and behold, rabbit jumped up and he ran down the road. Every <laughs> once in a while he would turn and wave. So the guy said, That's a miracle. He said that's, that's that's I can't believe that. He said, Let me see that can. So he took the can and he turned it over and it says spray on hair, resurrects hair <clears throat> excuse me, may cause a casual occasional wave. And he turned it over and it said hairspray. <laughs> had to be there, right there. No, no. Hey, that was pretty
1: darn good. Thank you. I'm going to get you to guest That's on my show in the afternoon. Morning
5: smile.
6: Yeah.
1: That's great, Rob. Thank Thanks, you so Rob. much. <laughs> yeah, we always need a little chuckle along uh, the way, huh?
2: Such wacky listeners. I know. You, they us. must be all friends of yours. That's
1: beautiful. Yeah, yeah. All the wacky people are my friends. Thanks a lot. I think hey, so. there's Wanda in Scarborough. Hi, Wanda. Oh,
4: good morning, Charlie and Frank. Good morning. I have a, a potentilla bush. Mm hmm. And I wonder if I can cut some of the dry branches out now definitely. and give it a haircut. D-
2: definitely. Or
4: would it take away all the flowers?
2: No, the nice thing about potentilla is that it blooms on mostly on new growth. So cutting yes. it down in the spring is a good idea. And taking out the old, thickest, you know, the oldest thickest stems right yes. down at ground level is actually the best way to do it and okay. then just give a, a trim to what's left kind of tidy the whole thing up and it should look lovely this summer and you can trim a potentilla anytime because it does it just keeps blooming typically on and off all summer it's kind of nice that way
4: it's about four feet high how much can i take off
2: um, at the most, you would take off about a foot, which would represent about 25% of the plant. We we go okay. in even as much as 30% of the plant can be removed. Potentilla is very tough.
4: Oh, I really appreciate that. Thank you yeah. very much, and happy Mother's Day. Thank
1: you. You too. Well, bless your heart for calling in, and uh, it's been Thank a you. delight to talk to everybody here this morning. Golly, you know, we are just about fresh out of racetrack. And,
2: you know, I promised to give an update, uh, like some breaking news about Toronto Botanical Gardens. So that's our local botanical gardens right here in Toronto. It's tiny. It's only, what is it, four four acres Mm -hmm. is the TBG. But everybody's heard of Edwards Gardens, because Edwards Gardens has been around forever, and Edwards Gardens is 35 acres. And they're cheek by jowl, and there's no demarcation. Mm -hmm. So you enter TBG. And you exit Walk and enter into, yeah. Edwards Gardens, and you don't even know. It's been seamless all these years. Edwards Gardens is owned by the City of Toronto. TBG is owned by, I guess, a whatever, a public trust of some kind. Bottom line Toronto City Council approved a plan this past April the 25th to expand the Botanical Gardens into Edwards Gardens. So now there will not be the two different names. So instead of four acres and then a little extra 35, it'll be 39 acres wow. of toronto botanical Garden, so that's quite exciting and uh, and as well there's a great plant show on at tbg today and tomorrow all day okay thanks frank
0: thank you charlie
2: thanks sebastian happy mother's day everybody see you next week
0: this has been an exclusive podcast of the garden show with charlie dobbin heard every saturday morning at nine on zoomer radio the new am 740 this has been an exclusive podcast of the garden show with charlie dobbin